Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 390, and I am pumped today because I have a guest that I'm going to have on the show. His name is Jeff Rogers. I met him at Seller Summit for the second year in a row. And it was funny, the first year he came up to me and said, hey, Scott, everything's going great. Listen to your podcast. I'm a listener. I'm a fan of the show. Uh, I'm on track to do, I think, fifty dollars or $60,000. Things are going great. And then uh, he told me this year that that kind of had some issues and he had some problems with that. So he pivoted and now he's on track to do $750,000 in a completely different market, a different product, and uh, and he's planning on doing that within 12 months, and uh, he's also going to share, though, and this is a big one, guys, a lot of the failures along the way and some big lessons learned. He's a big believer in failing and then learning from those, those failures and then just getting better and just improving on what you're doing and he's just got a great mindset and I think you guys are going to learn a ton. Actually, I know you are because this conversation had a lot of meat there. We talk about products and how to find them, how to get them manufactured, how to do custom molds, like a lot of really cool stuff that we go into. But the one thing I want to highlight here is and you'll hear this in his story is, you know, he started doing retail arbitrage and then from there, he graduated to private labeling, and now he's you know really done well there, but now he's even scaling that part of it up. But he started with retail arbitrage. So uh, I definitely just want to highlight that because in my last interview I did with Kevin, he did the same exact thing, is he started with that. And I think a lot of us know that in the beginning, we just have to prove to ourselves that we can do this or that it will work for us. And, uh, you know, Jeff is, is the same way here. Um, and let me just kind of throw that out there. If you guys are stuck and if you guys are thinking to yourself, I just want a way to get started and really validate this thing, but, or maybe even just raise a little bit of capital. I've mentioned this last episode. I'm going to mention it one more time here. We have a brand new training called the one K fast track, and I'm not going to spend too much time here on it, but it does exactly that. It helps you get started and dip your toe in the Amazon world. And it also helps you uh, raise some capital so you can invest in your private label business. But in the meantime, while you're doing that, you're also learning through that process. And it's for a lot of people that are just stuck. So definitely go check that out. 1kfasttrack.com and you can get all the details there. Now, for anyone that is like, you know what, Scott, I got this thing. I just want to go ahead and dive into the private label world. Uh, what do I do? How do I get started? I always point you to our free workshop. All right, so if you guys are brand new or maybe you're just relaunching, I would definitely say go check out our free live workshop. Uh, we are starting to do those again, so if you want to go see the current dates that we're doing, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. This is an online training live. We do it there, and it's free, five phases to launching your first product, so definitely go check that out. All right, guys, so the show notes, one last thing, can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 390, and I think you're going to want to definitely download these because there's a ton of information and a lot of golden nuggets that I think you're going to want to probably print out the transcripts and maybe even highlight some stuff because it's that good. All right, guys, so theamazingseller.com forward slash 390, you can grab all of the show notes, the transcripts, the links, all that stuff there. All right, so let's go. Let's get to this. I am super excited for you to hear this interview that I did with my good friend, Jeff Rogers. Hey, Jeff, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How's it going, man? 
Hey, Scott. Good to talk to you again. Uh, it's been a little while since I saw you, but uh, glad to be here. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is fun. I think we actually took an Uber over to the uh, the networking party at Seller Summit, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, we did, and you and you busted the light under the under the chair in front of me. <laughs> was that me? That wasn't me, was it? Well, hey, I, I got to give you an update. I just got back from um, actually here in, in North Carolina. Actually, I'm in South Carolina, but we had a, a little TAS workshop event, little meetup in uh, in North Carolina. And let me tell you something. Our Uber driver that you and I had was pretty cool. We had some lights under the seats. It was kind of fun, right? Yeah. This guy that we had over the weekend blew this guy away. <laughs> I'm going to actually put up video of it. It's insane. This guy had like all kinds of like strobe lights and stuff inside. He had music pumping. He was actually uh, leading us in with lyrics. It was just crazy. Um, but I thought of our ride too. I'm like, well, this guy, this guy totally blew this guy out of the water. Wow. Uh, it so that's, was, a, that's a trend, I guess. I guess you got to just make the experience. Well, again, I mean, we talk about products and stuff, right? Like how do you, yeah. how are you, how do you make yourself different? Well, this was a way that Uber drivers are making themselves different, I guess. It was hey, insane. You might've just, uh, clicked on the, the latest niche right there. Uh, led lights for your Uber ride. Oh yeah, there we go. We just did it. We just did it. We just found a new product. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the, those lights that go underneath the seats to kind of light it up. I was kind of impressed. It added, uh, some ambiance there. It really did. It was cool. It was really cool. And he actually gave us a little bit of some history and stuff. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of neat, but anyway, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun, um, at, uh, Steve Chu's event, seller summit. Um, you were there. Um, we were, I think I first met, well, I, I met you the year before too. Um, yeah, it was my second year. Yeah, this was second year. And, um, we talked, uh, just recently on the rooftop there when we were having a little, little networking party and stuff. And, uh, and you kind of filled me in on what had happened when you, you know, when first started to where you are now. And, uh, you kind of blew me away to be honest with you. I mean, your, your numbers are, are, are nice and, and, uh, and your, I guess your, uh, your journey has been interesting. So that's really what I would, I did want to dig into today. Um, it's kind of like have that conversation that we had, but maybe even dig in a little bit deeper and talk a little bit of you know, what it was like when you first started. And then from there, what has changed and why you pivoted and, and all that stuff. So maybe first off, tell us a little bit about you. What about Jeff? Who yeah, is Jeff? Um, who is Jeff? Uh, who am I? <laughs> I, um, you know, I, my background is in, uh, is in advertising. So I've been kind of on that uh, agency side for a while, but, oh, okay. um, but yeah, I started listening to you. Oh man. Uh, it was maybe a year before I saw you at seller summit. Oh wow. Um, so, I think something like that. It had to be, I mean, pre- it had to be almost close to when I was just starting on the podcast then. Yeah. I think when I started, you might've had, you know, maybe 50 episodes or something like oh, okay. that. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Fairly. And fairly I just soon. dove in and just I was listening to him back to back in the car, you know, just, just as fast as I could absorb them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I kind of followed the model. I started with retail ARB. Uh, I was at my local home Depot one day and still had no idea how I wanted to start, but I walked by this clearance section and there was a bunch of weird stuff on there. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to start. I'm just going to take action. So I, I picked up some random stuff. I mean, you know, I remember one of the weirdest things I bought was like a a doorbell. Okay. That was on clearance and yeah. it was when I got it home and and found the listing on Amazon. Of course it already had a listing. Sure. And the price was was pretty high for what it was, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um but I listed it and it sold in like a couple of days. Wow. And I realized that 
you know, if you have that, if you have that doorbell and it fails, you're probably going to go on and try and find the same exact one to replace it. Yeah. And you're willing to pay more than a standard doorbell because you know the wiring is going to work. You're not going to have to figure anything out. It's just going to be a plug and play. So good point. I think, you know, with some of that clearance stuff, you might think it's not going to work, but you, you know, you never know what scenario people are looking for. So that's a good um, point. Yeah. Yeah. So that those few things helped me learn the system, uh, you know, get familiar with how Amazon does its labeling, how you pack something up to send it in the FBI, you know, learning all of those steps, um, was important for me to get, just get the ball rolling. Right. Mm. So, um, and what, I, I, you know, I what, wasn't going to quit my job with that money, but it, it got me started. Well, I was going to say, and what did it, what was it like for you to say, holy crap, I just sold something. I mean, was it like a light bulb at that point too? You're like, wow, okay, so this thing actually works. Because in your head, you might be thinking to yourself, well, I'll put this thing up, but I don't know if it's going to really sell. Yeah, you know, the, the other thing I had were these pumice stones. Okay. Like you clean your swimming pool with. Yeah. And uh, they, for some reason, they were just dumping a bunch of them. And those sold like pretty quickly. And it just kind of blew my mind that, um, you know, how easy it was. Yeah. And, you know, and the listings were already there, so I didn't have to learn about that yet. You know, yep. it, they, it kind of, if you follow that model, the way you step into it, it, it sort of gives you as much as you can absorb at that moment. And then you can kind of go at your own pace. So that worked out well for me. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because a lot of people, and I've had people, they're like, you know, 12 months to listening to the podcast and they're like, Scott, I still have not launched a product yet. I'm like, just retail arb right now. Like just, just get something and list it. Even if you don't think it's going to sell right away, just list it. It most likely will sell if you get a good enough discount on it. But even if you don't get a crazy discount, just list something, you know, you're going to learn that process. It's huge. Right. Yeah. You've got to get in the game and then it, it sort of, it sort of will self perpetuate. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah, you get involved. Yeah. So, okay. So from, from that point, are you like, okay, cool. Now I'm just going to go ahead and go retail arb all the way. Or did now did you start thinking to yourself, let me start, you know, maybe thinking about private labeling. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I knew that wasn't sustainable or scalable. So mm. I, um, you know, I went back a couple, I went back to the depot a few times and, you know, it was always hit or miss on how much stuff they had. And then I tried looking at clearance sections in some retail stores and, and quickly realized that, man, this is just a lot of legwork and, uh, I needed something that was going to be, you know, something scalable. So yeah, I, um, I found a product where, and, and this is sort of a tip that I have, um, for listeners. So this was a product that was, was selling on Amazon, you know, people were already selling this thing and there's probably, you know, 10 or 15 people selling this thing at okay. least. But I figured out a very specific use for it and created my listing based around that specific use. Mm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So any anybody else, you know, there were other people selling the exact same thing I was, but I set up my listing in a way where, you know, if we if we go back to the tried and true uh, garlic <laughs> press, <laughs> imagine okay. if there was a special kind of garlic like. I don't know. For all I know, there's only one type of garlic, but right. if there was like, you know, Chinese garlic or whatever, yeah. and you had to have a, and, and this particular press worked really well with Chinese garlic and you, you set up your listing and said, this is the Chinese garlic press. Mm -hmm. Then that was sort of the idea that I did. And 
it was it was sort of built around um, um, launching with another uh, product that it sort of fit with, and mm. this product was really hot at the time, and so that actually worked really well for a while. But it once people realized, oh, this is the same thing as this other thing, it kind of like trailed off. So it was it didn't last a long time, but it worked pretty well um, while it did, and that was a chance for me to learn about importing stuff from China. So all of those things I imported, um, DHL by air and it was, I was able to make the math work, but, um, but I learned about, you know, negotiating with, with, with people on Alibaba and that kind of thing. And so that was sort of another lesson that I went through, even though it wasn't super successful. I learned a lot from it. Yeah. Well, okay. And so let's kind of go back a little bit though and unpack what actually happened there. So, okay. And what, from what I'm understanding is, and I've always said this, if you can find a current product that's being used for something and then you find a different use for it, now you create that listing and kind of like the, the messaging on it to really be pointed towards that person. I'm going to look at that and go, oh, this is this is meant for me because it clearly says that it's meant for me and it can be used for that thing. And, uh, and then that way there, it's going to make me think that I should probably buy this one because it's created for that particular purpose, um, which I think is good. But then you said like, then all of a sudden it wasn't long that other people seen the same idea and they go, oh, well, we're just going to call ours the same thing. Um, so there wasn't really a lot of customization that, that you did is from what I'm gathering, something else could really easily replicate it. But you learn through that process. Let me ask you, do you mind sharing like what were some of the numbers from that first product? Yeah, I. It was, you know, that was over a year, like a year and a half ago. So I'm yeah. having trouble remembering. Okay. I know I sold about 1,500 units of it. Okay. And, uh, okay. I was bringing in 500 at a time. Okay. And uh, so small orders. You were you weren't doing huge orders. You did like, you know, again. So a lot of people say, oh, don't you have to do like, you know, a thousand or two thousand units at a time? You were doing 500. You do them by air, um, and and yeah. and you sold some. I think I was selling them for about 20 bucks a piece. Oh, nice. Which was almost double what people were selling them this thing for as a standard listing. Okay. okay. But it was one of those things where the people who, who were buying it for that specific purpose already knew that I had figured out that it was going to work. Mm. And so they were willing to spend a little bit extra money to, to be guaranteed that this was the thing that was going to do what they needed it to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, so you, you, you sold some units. Uh, you know, from the sounds of it, you, you made over, you know, 30 K, uh, or, you know, you re- you generated over 30 K. Um, so, okay. So now at this point you're like, okay, now I think that the, 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 the trend or whatever is, is kind of starting to die. When did you realize that? You know, this, the daily sales rate just kept, you know, sales velocity just kept declining. And, uh, you know, it was, I was doing some, some, uh, sponsored products, you know, the pay-per-click yep. with it. And, uh, I could just tell that it was slowing down and it got to a point where I knew I wasn't going to reorder. Okay. Um, and so I just, you know, once they all sold out, that was kind of the end of it. And now, I knew that it was time to kind of expand my horizons. Gotcha. Now, how did you, um, how did you launch that? I, I didn't ask you that. How, how did you launch that product initially? Just, um, just pay-per-click. Okay. I didn't do any fancy, you know, email yep. list or any yep. of that. I just see, I knew that it would go with, it was sort of like I was, I was marketing it as an accessory to a bigger, gotcha. bigger ticket item. Yep. And so I just, 
tacked on to that. And so you, you were just advertising against that really. And then you were showing up as an accessory in a sense. Correct. Cool. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and that totally works. I, I know many people that have done that and, uh, and, and still have been successful. Just yours was like more easily replicatable is I guess, um, I, I think that I think the, the big takeaway for, for this. Yeah, I will, I will say as a tip, um, as another tip, spend some time looking at the frequently bought with, Mm -hmm. like, you know how there's, there's, there's two, there's two scenarios there. There's under the product, there's like where they will show like two or three SKUs, the one you're on, and then maybe one or two more that section. And then there's another section below that that goes the full width of the page. that says other people also bought this or something like that. Yeah. Those two sections like that, that angle of, of coming up with a product is I think gold right there. I mean, all of my success I would say is based on finding an opportunity to be there. So you, you find something that's selling crazy, like, you know, like Amazon sells a ton of, uh, like iPads and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So if you can find something that goes with one of those things and you get to that spot, then you can, you can really dominate. Yeah. And I'm actually, I just pulled that up when you were talking because we, I can give like an exactly what it looks like. So if you scroll down after you're on the listing, at least in this category, but you're like frequently bought together, it shows you three items, the item you're looking at, and then two additional ones. And you can add all three to the card if you want to, if you're getting that spot, man, oh man, that's going to be that's going to be amazing for you because you're you're probably going to add uh, some sales that way. Then the next one is sponsored products related to this item, and then the next one is customers who bought this item also bought this, and that's the one you're talking about. And there's literally depending on how how wide your screen is, but uh, basically it's going across here, and I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten items across my page, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. all of those are related to to that purchase from other people, and if you can land inside of there. Um, you can probably do fairly well. Um, right. Right. Uh, and, and that's a strategy that I think a lot of people overlook because, mm. you know, you, you, you sort of approach it as, well, I want to be the main product, but you know, sometimes those, those add-ons can be, can be just as good or better and sometimes easier to come up with. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, so right away you get 10 additional pr- products or even nine, uh, you know, additional products that you could look at and go, oh, okay, I guess, you know what I mean? Like these are some options. These are some things that people are all buying together. It's almost like you're creating a product line off of these, you know, products that are showing up that people bought together. Right. Yeah, no, it's a great tip. It's a great tip. And it's, again, it's, it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. You know, it's, it's pretty simple, but I mean, again, we're not reinventing the wheel, <laughs> you know, right. we're, we're like looking right. at, at actual Amazon's results. Uh, which is cool. All right, good. So, okay. At this point, what's the next move then? So how do you figure out that next product? Yeah. So I, I realized it was time for me to start my own brand. So I spent some time figuring that out, kind of deciding what my brand was going to be called and what the niche was going to be. Um, so I started working on that. Uh, then I picked a product and it, and I imported a bunch of them from, from China and it didn't work. Um, Okay. Why didn't it work? I want to know why it didn't work. I, I, number one, the MOQ was, was a little too high. I think I bought like, oh man, was it 5,000 units? I can't remember now. It was a lot. Okay. 
um, it was a thing that came in multiple colors. And uh, so my first mistake was I bought like a thousand units of five different colors of this thing. Okay. And it just, I, I made a lot of mistakes, but I learned a lot from it. Okay. Um, it was not unique. I didn't change anything. You know, I, I did my own like branded hang tag on it mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, that would, I don't know. I, I was, I think I got really excited about what I had done mm. with the, with the other product and then, uh, and then was trying to sort of, you know, launch pad with this and yeah. it just, it just did not work. I was, I was doing pay-per-click and I was losing money and, uh, it just, it just did not, it just failed. And I, but I learned a ton from it. I learned a lot about, you know, bringing products in, um, how the shipping works, how to pack things up, you know, all those things that you need to learn. I learned a lot from it, but at the end of the day, it just did not work. So Um, when did you realize that, you know what, I'm going to have to actually kind of give up on this thing and how far in? Um, I probably gave it a solid quarter of just trying to make it work, you know, tweaking the listing. I had really good photos. I had, you know, what I thought was good copy, but I, you know, looking back at it now probably could have been better. What was the competition like? uh, Well, so at this time I was the only person selling this version of this product, but there were a lot like, this is a pretty generic thing that, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people sell and it's, and you know, it's, it's a thing that probably everybody has in their kitchen, but, um, you know, this was kind of a, a unique looking design and, uh, yeah, it just, it just didn't work. Okay. Um, okay. So what, what do you <laughs> do at this point? What, what do you do at this point? How many units did you have still in stock and did you ship them all in by the way? Yeah, I had sent everything in. That was wow. another thing I, I, had not learned about yet was, uh, you know, FBA fees on long-term storage, um, were eating me up Mm. and, you know, not only was I not making money on the sales, but I was also paying storage fees. Oh yeah. So eventually I just had them all shipped back to me and, uh, and I donated them. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, just to get get out of it because I knew it was time to start over. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was like a clean slate. And how much per unit did you did you invest in each of those? Oh man. You're, or don't don't I, you want to think about it? I don't remember. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Right. I, Sorry, I, man. I didn't want to bring that up, but I kind of had to. Yeah. I. Um, I mean, I mean, do you think it was like, well, I mean, well, it sounds like it, it, with, with variations and stuff, I mean, how, how much were you selling it for? I think I was, I was trying to sell them for like 15 bucks. Okay. So it was, a, it was probably a lower priced item though to, 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 to get landed. Right. I mean, would you, would you say it would be between three and five dollars? Yeah. A unit? Yeah. I spent, I think I spent about seven grand to get it here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. J- just to give us a base. So seven grand yeah. it's, I mean, my, my first order was like five grand for a thousand units. I, I paid five bucks a unit, thousand units, five grand. You know, if it didn't work, I'm out five grand or I just liquidated or I don't know if you donated it, maybe you can do a tax write off. I mean, there's, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. So there's, I mean, you didn't a hundred percent lose, I guess, but, but you know, you might've felt depleted you know, or, or defeated at that point. So, um, but it sounds like you don't get defeated. It sounds like you just keep going, right? Yeah, no, I mean, the product failed, but I didn't fail. I mean, it was just, 
Love it. I, I learned a lot from it, and I just took that under my belt and kept going. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I just want to highlight that for anyone that's listening right now. It's like people think that, you know, they're going to get it in that batter's box once, and they're going to hit a home run, and it's like it takes time and, and uh, to, to kind of learn from those mistakes. And I think that's the most valuable lesson anyone can, can do here is to actually do something and learn from that experience and don't get defeated if it doesn't work 100%. Um, and you're a perfect example of that, Jeff. I mean, you're just like, you're constantly just like, okay, well, you know what? Dust yourself off. Let's move on. I know, I know products are selling on Amazon. I know people are doing well on Amazon. So why, why can't I be? I'm going to be, I'm just, just, this wasn't the time. Right. Kind of thing. Love it. Love it. Um, so, so what's next? So next in a clean slate here, like you said, um, I had, uh, received a product as a gift for Christmas, the, okay. the, you know, that following Christmas. Um, and, uh, and I just, you know, during the use of this thing, I discovered this issue, um, that made it complicated, you know, made it less than pleasant experience. Okay. And I started doing some research and I was reading a lot of product reviews. I was reading product reviews for the product that I had. And it, during that research, it dawned on me like exactly what I needed to do. Hmm. Um, so my tip here is read product reviews of things that are selling well. And you can actually, you know, it goes back to that accessory, you know, frequently bought with thing. Oh yeah. If you find something that's selling really well and you read the reviews, you know, there's, there's two angles there. One is, well, could you improve the product that you're looking at? But the other one, and somewhat maybe easier, is is there an accessory you could come up with that you could sell people who are buying that product and then, you know, come in as an accessory? So that's what 100%, I did. 100%, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, it, it sort of uh, was born in a way where I was able to make them by hand. Um, oh, and wow. I know that's kind of weird, but I figured out a way to do this thing, and I, and I made it by hand for a while. Um, just to prove it. And I would make a hundred of them at a time. And by the time they got into FBA, they basically would sell as quickly as I could ship them in and I couldn't make them fast enough. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's really cool because now you're able to test it before you even have to actually source it. Right. And I had no, you know, very little overhead and I was, and I could tell how much, you know, how well it was working. Um, so I, at that point, I decided I, I have to stop making these because it was eating up so much time. It was just, it was killing me. So I stopped making them and then I started researching in how to, how to get a company to help me make these. And I was looking at vendors in China and I had some um, referrals to some vendors in the U.S. And so... What I did was I partnered with a company here in the U.S. that does this type of work, and they actually had our mold made in China, but then brought it back here to the U.S. and and they do the production here in the U.S. Oh wow, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, wow. because the thing is the thing is with getting your mold made in China and then leaving it there is that you don't know what's happening to it on a daily basis. And I have literally had, um, Chinese sellers offer to sell me products 
that I know have patents on them. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're using somebody else's mold that that person probably paid for them to build. Mm. And you know, you gotta be careful about some of that stuff. And I knew that if I had my mold made and left it there that, you know, in a month somebody would be coming out with the same exact thing that I had using my mold. Yeah. Um, that, that you paid for and you designed and yeah, that, that's always a, that's always a hard, it's a hard thing, right? It's like, you know, well, how do you do it then? If you don't find a U.S. supplier to do that, it's kind of like a, a, a risk, a chance that you, you kind of have to take. Um, and then if you have a solid brand, then, you know, I mean, one, one tip that I would say, if you are creating a mold, and this is something we just recently did, is we had our name stamped right in the mold. Mm-hmm. So yes, someone can come and jump on um, our listing, or they could create their own listing. But as soon as I can, you know, buy one, and I'd have to do a test buy, I'd have to do all that stuff that you know that you have to do. But there'd be no, there'd be no way that they could continue to do it. I'd have to probably hire an attorney, have them, you know, uh, the guy that I would use is Ted Limus, who's been on the show before, um, and basically go after them. Um, but it's not pleasant. But that would be one thing that that was one tip that was given to us that was like, if you're going to create a mold, definitely have if you can have something stamped in it, if you have a mold and then you see that that surface afterwards, not just uh, not just necessarily putting, you know, maybe your sticker on there or something like that. It's to actually have it embossed inside and stamped inside of that mold. Um, and that, that's kind of what we did, but yeah, it's always a risk. I had another, another guy say, well, you can have, you know, your patent or your, um, your mold, like put into a, uh, like a safe box with a lock. It could have a company go there and make sure that it happens. And like, there's all these different things you can do, but at the end of the day, if they make one mold, I mean, who's to say too, Jeff, that they didn't make two molds and one they sent to you and one they kept there. Yeah. I've thought about that too. You know, um, I mean, so they they no. do have the design. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you just never know. I, but I think you, for you, you, you're not letting the manufacturer manufacture them. You're just, you just had them create the mold there, which, um, which actually then they just sent back to you. So that's all you did is hire them. You didn't actually have them do a run of them. No, um, no. And it was all done through our, the manufacturing partner we have here in the U.S. So I didn't have to I didn't have to negotiate any of that. This was a company that they deal with on a regular basis. So, you know, the, the, the manufacturing partner handled all of that for me. So let me ask you this, though, because I know I'm going to get this question and, you know, we'll, we'll hear this. Like, how do you find someone in the U.S. that you can have them create a mold and then them manufacture it? Because, I mean, is it just because there is there just happened to be like someone in, in the States that's doing products similar to this? Like, how did you find them? Was it you just, you were Googling like, you know, certain companies that did other types of products that's related to, to something like this? Um, so actually, I had a little bit of an advantage there because uh, I got a referral from an existing client uh, that I knew from another from another business venture. Oh, okay. Uh, and I went to him with this problem and he said, Oh, you should talk to this guy. And he's, oh, nice. so he, he referred me to this person, but I would say, you know, if you just Google injection mold companies mm. in the U S you know, you'll find them. I mean, they're all over the place. Yeah. It's not, yeah. you know, that is not a thing that has to be done in China. And what I would say is not having to deal with importing these, you know, the freight forwarding and all that um, is worth whatever extra I pay for these. Uh, it's totally worth it. Mm. 
Mm. And how, what's the runtime, like generally, you know, speaking, like if you wanted another, another order? I put in, so I, I have a tool that I use to help me with uh, inventory projections, and I put in about 14 days lead time. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, they're super fast. I, I go into Amazon, set up my uh, fulfillment order, print out the labels, I email them the labels, and they do the production, they put it in the bags, they put it in the box, and they ship them in for me. Now, now you said something that was interesting, like, so they partnered with you on this? Well... I call them my partner, but okay. I mean, they're, okay. they're, so you're, you're paying, yeah, but what you mean by that is they're a partner in that you're paying them to actually make it. So that's how they're getting their payment. That's how they're partnering. So whenever you sell one, technically they're getting a portion of that. Correct. I got you. Okay. I just didn't know if you had like a, uh, an agreement where it was like, you know, they were just going to kind of be a, a partner, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah. They're, they're helping you make it. They're, they're your manufacturer. They're your partner. Um, right. I, yeah. I, I get it now. Um, Okay, what was the initial run though? Like someone would think like, oh, if you do your mold, that's going to cost money, but then like they're going to probably want you to do at least, you know, 3 to 5,000 of a minimum uh order quantity. Was it something like that or what No, they'll do, do as my first run was 200 units. Oh wow. Yeah, and it was which turned out to be a terrible idea because we launched the product literally went live on Thanksgiving Day this past year. Oh wow. And we had no idea what was going to happen. I say we because I have a I have a business partner in this gotcha. side of the business. He, so um, I'll, I'll swing back to that. But we we did 200 units, and they went live on Thanksgiving Day, and we ran out before Christmas. Oh wow! Before the, like the real the big push boom yeah. of Christmas, yeah. we ran out. Wow. Um, which was frustrating because it was like, holy cow, this thing is blowing up, and we didn't really get to leverage. You know, quarter. the full brunt of Christmas sales. Mm. Uh, okay, cool. So now we have to ask you this. Like, what did you do to launch? Did you just uh, do the typical, like, just you're going to, you know, get an optimized listing and then just run pay-per-click ads to it? What did, what did you yes, do? Yes, that's all I did. That's it. Okay, cool. Love that strategy, by the way. <laughs> it's nice and easy, simple. Um, and then so now again, so this, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this was another product that, that, well, it did, right. You said you were using the product, but there was something that wasn't, that was kind of a pain. So you, if you had something that could make this easier or whatever, it was going to make it a better user experience. So you were making something that was going to be a component to something that was already selling. Correct. So you're able to, to, to kind of use that, their traffic in a sense on pay-per-click to get it in front of the eyeballs. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, I'm, we're actually in a very similar situation right now. We have, uh, we just launched six products in in a uh, in a brand new brand, um, probably around just about two months now, and very similar to where you know there's you know there's a main product and we we have accessories like so so we we can really get in front of eyeballs you know and then just show these and um, and then again like you said then you can get into the frequently bought together and and all that fun stuff so. Yeah. So now are you thinking, you know, because I mean, I'm saying at this point, when you were at this point now, what's the next move? Do you order another 200? Do you order another thousand? Um, we ordered another, uh, let me look, cause that's a good question. Um, we ordered a big order after that because I already knew, like I knew it was working. Right. Right. Uh, I have and, a list here of all the orders that I've placed. So let me see what the next one was. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next order was 
it looks like another. Um, we're looking at the reports live. That's what we're doing. Yeah. It, <laughs> it looks like I ordered another 2,000 units. Oh, wow. Okay. Right so you went right from. Okay. So you, yeah. you felt really good about this. I did. Okay. Yeah. Because here, here you're coming off of another uh, another order that you that you had done with five thousand units that you had to actually get shipped back to you because it didn't work, and now you're like you seen this was like science pointing to go. Correct. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. The margins were way better. Okay. And, and the sales velocity was just climbing, you know, daily. Uh, and what what was this? What was um what was your price point at this point? Um, like I think it was 1995 then. Okay. Uh, it's more now. Okay. Um, because I did some price testing, but yeah. Now, uh, okay. You say price testing. Did, did you, did you use a tool for that? Did you use Splitly for that or? I did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm using right now too. I love that. It actually works really good. What, what did you find that, that the higher price point were selling better? Yes. That's funny, isn't it? It is. And what's yeah. funny is that people complain Sometimes like yeah. you'll see people complain in the reviews or, you know, and it's like, well, the market determined this price. Yeah. So you might think it's too much, but everybody else is OK with it. And, yeah. and that that is actually um, it's a good point because it creates this internal struggle. As a seller, you, you you read these and you're like, yeah, I you know I'm I hear this complaint and maybe I should lower the price, but then you look at the math and the science, yeah, and it's and it's saying the opposite thing, and you just have to fight the urge to lower the price. I know, I know. Now, when you first launched, did you lower the price for for uh you know for it to look like it was a better deal and with the paper click, or did you just start right off out of the gate with 1999? Um. I started out at that price point because I wasn't really sure. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, and it just I tried lots of different prices. You know, with Splitly, you just yeah, you just give it the range and, the high, and let yeah. it go. How, how long did you out. run that before you you were like, okay, I think this is it? I ran it probably longer than I should have. Okay. Um, I probably ran this the split tester for like ninety days. Okay. Uh, but really it got me to the same answer within like 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm finding that right now myself. I, I think we've been running for on one of the products we've been running for probably close to, to 25 or 30 days. And, uh, you know, it's looking like, uh, you know, it, it knows the price, but now at that point, did you just pause that and then just set the price at the, the one that was the winner or are you continually testing that? No, I did. I just, at, at a certain point, I just decided to stop, doing that. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So and anyone that's listening, I mean, Splitly is an amazing tool. And I mean, they have a, a split testing feature for just split testing, like a picture or a title. Um, but we're talking about actually the pricing, um, which they automatically do for you. And then they find the, the best one out of the range that you set. Like, for example, if you set it for, you know, 1499 to 1999, they're going to, they're going to throughout the day, uh, almost to the hour, they're going to be changing the price and and uh, automatically, and it's it's pretty interesting to see some of those results. Um, if you guys have not checked that out, theamazingseller.com forward slash Splitly, and I'll take you over there. Um, you can check that out. Um, yeah, I'm big big fan uh, of it, and I'm just I'm, it's funny that you I, that you actually used it as well, and it, it got you a higher price and a higher profit margin. Did you actually use the feature inside of there to drive it towards a keyword? 
Um, I tested that briefly. Uh, I have not done it. I have not done it. I, I, that's why I was wondering if you had, if it, if it, would, if it, if it actually did anything for you. No, yeah, no, I, I did test it briefly, but I did not, I did not follow through on it enough to know if it actually yeah, worked Yeah, me neither. Not. Me neither. Okay, cool. I was just trading notes, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? Um, okay, cool. So at this point, uh, you're selling well. You ordered, uh, you know, a couple thousand. Uh, you're, you're feeling really good about this. Um, from here, are there other products that you're, you were thinking about, you know, launching, or are we just going to focus on getting this one really rooted? Um, yeah, initially... It was just about, it was all about this product, but then it was clear that I needed to iterate. And so going back to our mold conversation, uh, when we had the mold produced, we had sections of it that are replaceable so that we can change it. Okay. So for example, you know, you mentioned, uh, how you have your name, your brand name in Boston. Yeah. We, we made that a removable section. Okay. So that, which actually we've already, we've already replaced it because we realized that the initial one didn't, the font didn't actually match the font of our logo. And so we, we, we changed that. We also have filed a patent in the meantime. So we added patent pending to it. Oh, nice. Um, so we did make a few changes on it, but the original idea behind changing that was if we, if we partnered with a bigger brand in the future, and they wanted to brand it with their own name, we thought it would be wise to have that part replaceable. Oh, I got it. Okay. You know, yeah, in a, yeah. In a scenario where maybe we sell this brand in the future, something like that. Okay. You sell the brand or, I mean, it sounds like you could even uh, do it with a, with a major brand, like you say, and almost be a private labeler for them. Right. I got you. Okay. Um, then the then another piece of the mold is replaceable to allow it to work with different products. Gotcha. Um, so we have iterated it a few times. Uh, this is similar product, just, just like a different size, if you will. Okay. Okay. Um, and those aren't doing as well as the, as the first one we did, but you know, we're learning from that and we're tweaking things and, and there will be more versions in the future. The way we have it built, it's, it's pretty modular. So cool. Um, what was the what was the um, process for the mold? I, I know that you had them pretty much do it, but I mean, you probably had to be involved a little bit. What was the process like going working with uh, you know someone in in China to create that mold for you? So our our partner here in the U.S. handled all that. So okay. they they did our CAD work here locally uh, in the U.S. and we worked with them on you know, making sure the design was going to work. They actually, um, before we had the mold, before they started cutting, they had a, a full size version of it 3d printed. Oh, wow. And sent it to us so we could test it out and make sure that that was going to work. Um, oh, okay. And okay. so we, we did some testing with the 3d printed model to verify, okay, yes, this is it. And then, then the, then the company in China started cutting steel and, uh, yeah, I think it took it took about ninety days to get the thing done and over here. Okay, okay, and and you know as far as because it sounds like you know the manufacturer, yeah, the manufacturer that you hired to kind of do this stuff, they're doing a lot of upfront work for the mold and stuff. Was that an, an additional charge and a cost, or did they build that into your your run, or did they give you a discount after you did a certain amount that they would give you the money back? Like I know that's how they kind of do it in China. Like after you hit a certain number, they'll they'll give you back the mold cost or something. 
Oh no, um, it was all built in the the mold fee. Okay. So the the mold fee, um, they split it. So we paid like sixty percent upfront, and then another twenty percent, and then another twenty percent. I think it was like twenty percent when the mold got back here, and we got a a sample. And then in the other 20% when it was time to run it, something like that. But basically allowed us to break up the cost of the mold. Okay. And just, just, can you give us an idea of what the mold cost it was? Yes. 25 grand. 25. But when you, yeah. So, so I had a, I brought in a business partner to help me split the, the cost of the mold. Okay. So I, you know, went to him and said, Hey, I've got this idea. It might not work, but it might. Here's what I've done so far. Do you want to, do you want in on this? Yeah. And this is a guy I've been working with, with um, for years. So we were friends and colleagues and he said, yeah, I'm in. So doing that 60, 60%, 20%, 20% made those, those costs a lot more digestible. Gotcha. Um, okay. And actually, you know, made it okay. And, uh, and we paid for the mold, uh, I think it was right around December 27th. We broke even on the mold. Oh, okay. Okay. So pretty cool. quickly. Okay. So, okay. So then they, they basically give you the cost for the, for the mold. You, they broke that down into chunks for you. You brought, you brought in a business partner that's, that's, you know, willing to go in on this. Is that a business partner that's basically just money or are they also going to help in the business? No, he's, he and I work on it together. Okay, so it's a joint, uh, a joint project, uh, business. Correct. Okay, cool, got it. Because sometimes it's just people are like, yeah, I'll give you the money and I'll just take ten percent uh, or whatever, and then you know from there on, you know, moving forward. But I like it if you can get a partner that's actually got some skin in the game, but also willing to to, to kind of put a little bit of work behind it. Um, okay, and uh, okay, so I'm just trying to kind of clean everything up here so I make sure that I cover everything because. You know, at this point, people are thinking, well, that's 25 grand. But you also did test it by making some of these before you ended up thinking about doing that. Right. And I had, you know, I had proven the concept. It was that's what I mean. It was going to work. It was it was like a done deal. I knew it was going to work. Okay. uh, So, yeah, I wasn't worried about it. I knew I knew this thing was going to work. And so I was willing to spend the money. And, it, you know, if I had wanted to keep making them by hand, until I got that number, I mean, I might have been able to do that. It would have been a lot of work. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I wanted part of this was also timing because right. I wanted to have it ready for production by Christmas, and so you know, it was it reached that point where I said, if I'm going to do this and have a mold made, then I better start now so that you know, and always give yourself more time than you think. <laughs> yeah, even, right. Even the manufacturer. He told us one thing, but it actually ended up taking a lot longer for, you know, various reasons. But, um, mm. but yeah, those things always take longer than you think they should. And I'm assuming your manufacturer took care of packaging and stuff. No? What do you mean? Well, boxing or labeling and, and that type of stuff. Oh, like on the, fin- on the production of the product? Yeah. Correct. So I had to give them some direction on, yep. Yep. you know, what it should be. Okay. Um, but yeah, they handle putting it in the, the plastic bags with the labels and everything. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Cause 
I didn't know if they were a full-fledged manufacturer or if it was just like they're going to manufacture the product, but now you got to come up with boxing and packaging and all that stuff. So they they do all of that for you. you right. Have I don't touch them. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, literally, I mean, you you basically give them a label and they send it in even to FBA, correct? Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, okay. Let me just also ask you. So at this point, like, and I think when you and I talked, you gave me a number. Um, are you willing to share like kind of like what those numbers look like from this new product that you've yeah, launched? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I told you at that time, but we're, we should do, my projections are that we're going to do about 750 this year. Yeah. I think you told me 500. Yeah. So yeah, you're, yeah. you're probably, uh, you're probably there for sure. And who knows that that even could grow because, uh, it sounds like you've got good sales velocity now and, you know, we hit fourth quarter, uh, who knows, right? <laughs> yeah. So we have two, two of our SKUs are in a prime day deal. One, one is prime day. Oh, nice. One is prime week. That's right. We're coming up on that. Yep. Yeah. So yep. that's, uh, that's going to be any time now. And then, uh, and then of course Christmas, you know, we're ramping up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a good year and, uh, it's, it's exciting. How's your, how's your business partner feeling? you know, with these results, so it, yeah, I, you gotta be pretty excited. You know, it's right? funny because we both are, you know, we both have the app on our phone and we, <laughs> we text each other back and forth like, Oh, we've, we've hit this number today. Yeah. Yep. Oh, hit this number. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you've ever done that, it's oh, yeah. funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've always said we should have another app on top of the app to see how many times we swipe it per day. <laughs> I've actually had to get rid of mine sometimes cause it's distracting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, man, I, I shouldn't be doing this. Like just once in the morning, once at night should be enough, but, um, it, it can get distracting. Uh, so yeah, yeah you know I don't mean? do it as much as I did. Like maybe the first four, three or four months. Yeah. I don't do it as much as I did then, but yeah. I still check it, you know, probably, you know, two or three times a day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So in wrapping up, uh, you know, I mean, I just love your, your journey though, Jeff. I mean, you've been, you know, you started out with the little doorbell, you know, you sold it, it, the light bulb goes on, you go out there, you then start, you know, doing your own product. It did okay. Then you did one, didn't do so good. Um, but you're still at it. And, uh, and then you discover a product by something that you received that you said, oh, there's gotta be a better way, or there's gotta be something that can make this an easier experience. Cause a lot of people always ask me like, so, you know, how do you find that product? And generally it's within your own life, something that you've touched or something that you've used or someone else has complained about or used and, and you make a solution to that. And that's kind of what you've done, uh, which I think is, is really, is really awesome. And all these lessons learned, are, are helping you, but they're, they're also helping us now be able to, to hear, um, and, and kind of hear that whole process. And I mean, you getting in touch with this manufacturer, I think, you know, some people say like, Oh, he's lucky. No, it was a connection that you had had, you know, be, from before. It just so happens that it was going to help you now. And I've, you know, that, that saying like dig, dig your well before you're thirsty. It's kind of like that was, that was stuff that you had made connections in the past that now benefited you today. So, um, I, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say about that is I, I have no special treatment from this company and anyone could Google and find a company that does the same thing and get the same experience that I have. So there's really, you know, it's just, it just was a little bit of awareness, but yep. otherwise, yep. you know, anybody could work with this company and, uh, and they've been really good to us. And, um, so yeah, it's been a great relationship. That's awesome. Um, okay, so in, in closing, what's what's the next move? Like, what's 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 your, 
you know, direction? Where are you seeing this thing go? Are you building a, a full-fledged brand now? Like what's, what's next? Yeah. So we have, um, probably four or five products in the, in the pipeline. So that's like the product development work that I'm doing now where we, you know, um, we buy some things, we modify it or we, or maybe I print, you know, I have a 3d printer, so maybe I make something and, you know, we test it out, but we're, we're coming up with more accessories in this niche Mm -hmm. that go, that we could sell to these same people. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're going now to try and, uh, increase that, that product line. Okay. Yeah. And I think that makes the most sense, right? I mean, now do you know uh, off top of your head, I mean, maybe you don't, but I'll throw it out there. Um, what kind of sessions you're getting per day on like your, your listing? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. And, and the only reason why I asked that is because, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't look at that, right? Like you have like, let's just say you have 300 sessions a day. That's 300 eyeballs you have every single day that are hitting that listing. And then from there, you could then take your new product and you can put like a little special offer below the price because Amazon, you know, um, recently put that promotion area right below the pricing as at least the time that we're recording this. Um, I actually, I met with a, uh, a guy that I, I actually, I helped him back before I even had the podcast go live. And um, I mean, he's he still has like two SKUs in this one brand, the ones that I worked on him with. They're doing about 150 to 225 a day. Um, and I just looked at his stats the other day. He's getting like 30 to 35,000 sessions a month. So over 1,000 sessions to a listing. And I'm like, your next products in this brand need to be in this brand. Like, don't think about anything else. You've already got the traffic. Um, so that's why I just asked you, because if, I mean, if you're looking at that, like you can instantly probably get some eyeballs on your new products when they're ready to go live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we did uh, 20,000 sessions last month. Beautiful. Man, that's a lot of traffic, you know. So for people that, sessions, uh, for people that are, you know, not, uh, not not sure what that means, a session is a unique visitor to your to your listing. Uh, meaning that if I went to your listing, that's counted as one. If I went back there again the same day, it counts as a page view. That would be another stat. Um, but twenty five thousand is a lot um, for for anyone, um, and that's free traffic because it's traffic that's automatically going there. So what I'm talking about is like right below um, your your price of your product. If you run a promotion of some kind. Uh, like maybe like you get a discount, a special discount, it would say something like buy one, get a discount on selected products. And then you can hover over that and it'll tell you what that is. And then you can add both to cart. Um, okay. That's an amazing thing, man. We're, we're just playing around with that now. And we're, we're like, because we've got six SKUs, so we're able to kind of like ping them back and forth. Um, and it shows up right below your price point. Um, right, and right, right above where it says in stock. So it's right there where people see it and we're seeing some pretty good results already. So again, you can make that whatever you want it to be. But with that kind of traffic, understand you got like 700 people coming to that page every single day, you know, 500 even, um, you know, you're able to, uh, to have them see that and you have a chance for them to buy it if it's related to that, that other product. I love it. Yeah. No. So that's, you're, you're sitting on some good traffic right there. Yeah. So definitely you're going to want to do that when those other products come into uh, in, into the mix for sure. Cool. Great. So is there any other, uh, little bits of tips, advice, anything you want to wrap up with Jeff before we end up saying goodbye for today? Um, I would say, um, one of the, one of the best things I did was 
getting involved in the community. Mm. So, you know, participating in your Facebook group, uh, also, if you can try to go to an event, um, you know, seller summit or, or one of your events or something like that, I would say that helped me a lot because when I was, uh, last year when I went to seller summit, I was on the fence about this mold idea. It was, Mm. it was like right about to happen. I wasn't sure, you know, I was, I was scared about how much it costs, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be right. Right. And so I actually met someone at seller summit and, and told that person about what I was going to do. And they said, yeah, that is the way you should do it. Um, you should definitely do it that way, which, which, what she meant was buying, like having the mold made in China and then bringing it to the U S for your injections. Mm. Um, you know, and she advised me to do that and it, and it worked out great. So, you know, if I hadn't met this person and she hadn't sort of convinced me that that was the way to go, maybe I wouldn't have done it. I don't know, but Mm. just being around people who are having success in this business is tremendously powerful. I, I can't uh, emphasize that enough. So if you have the, if you're serious about this and you have the ability to do it, um, I highly recommend that because it's the, the information you get is not things that you can typically it's not things that you can Google and it's not Mm. things that people are going to post online. It's just like, you know, the, the discussions you have that, that have the, you know, the fruit. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, you know, we, uh, we just, like I said, we had a small little event here, uh, you know, with 15, just 15 people in a workshop, but so much came from those conversations that we had during the day, but also at night at the networking, um, and, and all of that stuff. And there's already takeaways and big things that we're going to take away and even just connections, like, right. It's kind of like, you know, for you to find that, that one supplier, but, who's to say that, you know, um, someone else was there that did the same thing and then they just said, oh, you should try this guy. So it's like that one connection that gets, that gets, uh, you know, kind of tossed around a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, being in person with people, there's also other, there's, there's just different energy there. Um, so I would say definitely, um, and I, I'm not a big, like you got to go to all events. I'd say one or two a year would be probably right. good. Um, because then you should be working on your business. Right. right. And uh, and taking that and uh, and just building it. But I, I agree. Um, again, this is my second year in a row um, there and meeting you, which was pretty awesome. And I just think it's cool that the year before you were in this limbo stage and you were having this thing done. And here we are a year later and look where you are. So it's like how much can happen in, in a year or less um, once you just keep at it. And you've proven that. So you're on track to do some really amazing things. I'm sure I'll do some updates with you and I'm sure we'll see each other at the next, uh, at the next event, whether it's Steve's or, or one of ours, or just some other event that we're both going to be at. So I want to thank you, Jeff, for coming on. I appreciate all of your insight and kind of leading us through your story. I think it's inspiring and motivational, but also it's actionable. So I just want to thank you again, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Scott. Always good talking to you, man. Okay. So, oh man, that was an amazing interview conversation Hanging out with Jeff was just awesome. Going through his story in detail pulled a ton out of that conversation. And it's funny because when you meet someone in person, you get a lot of the ins and outs, but a lot of times, depending on what type of event you're at or myself, I'm not able to spend that much time with someone to really dig deep into their story. And being able to go through Jeff's story, I see it a lot clearer now as far as his path. And the one thing I do wanna really highlight here is that number one, he got started again in retail arbitrage. 
Okay, so he got started, got himself going, validated that, you know, yes, I can do this. And I've said this before, and I said it in the previous uh, episode that we just did, which was episode 389 with Kevin, same idea. You know, he went and he validated it through retail arbitrage. And then from there, he launched his first private label product. And in this case, Jeff actually had some success with that product, but then he had some some issues, right? He also seen it might be trending and, and all that stuff. And then he had some other issues, right? Like, so he had all this stuff going for him, but then going against him. And most people would have just thrown in the towel and said, you know what? I'm done with this thing. But he didn't do that. He just keeps going. And uh, that's what I love about Jeff is just that he sees the big picture. He also knows and understands that that's part of the process. It's part of the process. But the one thing that he you know has going for him, and I think all of us have going for us if we want, is he has the right mindset. He, he knows that not everything's going to be perfect. He knows that there's going to be obstacles. But because of that, he can also be rewarded. And I know a lot of people have said this in the past with successful people is everyone thinks that everything is, is successful or everything they touch is gold. And it's not. It's actually just the opposite. A lot of what they touch isn't gold. And the things that do turn into gold turn into some massive gold, right? It just builds upon itself. But there's a lot of different things that they're doing along the way that just doesn't work, but they're willing to give it a shot and give it a try. All right, so a lot of people out there are making excuses why they can't do it or why they did it and it didn't work or whatever. For whatever whatever business, it doesn't even matter this business, I'm just saying in general. Uh, but you have to get started. No matter what, you have to get started. If you have not gotten started, you have to do that. All right, so let me just remind you guys, if you are interested in getting started and you have not gotten started yet and you want to just maybe even just do some retail arbitrage or you just want to get your first sale I would definitely recommend checking out our brand new course called 1K Fast Track. And it's a way to get you there really, really quickly and also build up some capital so you can start to invest in your private label business. Now, if you want to go through the entire process as far as how to launch a product on Amazon, I've got you covered there as well. I have a free resource, a workshop that we do that walks you through the five phases. And I would like to invite you to that. And you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And that's exactly what you can do there is register for an upcoming workshop. And when we do our next one, you'll be notified. And then we can walk you through that entire process. But again, it depends where you are in the process. If you just want to dip your toe in the water, 1K Fast Track is an amazing resource for you. If you're past that or you just want to jump into the private label game, then go to the free workshop. All right, so guys, that is gonna wrap up this episode. Let me remind you of the show notes, episode 390. So the episode notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 390. Links, transcripts, all the goodies can be found over there. And as always, I wanna remind you guys that I am here for you, I believe in you, and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. After listening to that interview on that conversation, I'll tell you what, I am so fired up. We have to do what? Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.